So, I don't know. I was going to look at this again. So, let me just pull this up. We were going to make some alterations to the randomizer, weren't we? Yes. Okay. I need to... Me uh my own rum. Uh, Pokemon Blue original one. Mode uh, settings. I have the settings. Um, randomizer race or was it randomizer race or was it race? Crap. Let me look. Um, details. It's, it's actually it's actually race. Okay, that's the one I made. All right. So. Yeah, well, race ROM is the ROM that we had already made. Well, that's the ROM we're using, but I'm talking like I have a uh, this the presets so that I can apply it to new ROMs. Ah, so that like I can remake it and stuff like that, so we can alter it without having to like rebuild everything from total scratch. So, uh, but so one thing that I wanted to talk about was uh do we want to standardize the experience curves or just make them leave them as they are okay um let me see here it literally just did, I, it just sorry? makes it so everything levels at the same time i don't think it actually matters i'm kind of like whatever on it yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't I mean, think it's that important because it's kind of nice, you know, if one of us gets a Mewtwo, that it's not going to level in like at the same speed as the guy who's trying to run it with a, you know. I feel like route. it's a, it's a, yeah, it's like a slight balancing thing to some degree, but yeah. So I, I suppose like I hit record and we just started talking about stuff and there's like no context here. So no. Nope. So for the people who have paid attention, there's um. Uh, we did a um, Pokemon, like, I always accidentally call it a speedrun, but that is not the correct term. Um, it's just a race um, that we'd, we've done on Twitch between me and you, and you smoked me last time. Yes. By a solid half hour, at least. <laughs> but also, to be fair, I had never speedrun Pokemon. This is true. I knew a few of like the random efficiency tricks that you didn't. Yeah, and to be fair, also you have actually like done a full speed run of it. Yeah, like I, you were like looking at maps and like going off from there. I was like looking at maps as a refresher, and then once I was in where we needed to go, I was able to do it all from memory. Yeah, I'm still not that good. Which gave, like, you know, just going through that one edge. time was huge for me, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I will say, with the way it all started, I didn't expect to crush as much as I did. Yeah, like, that's... Because what was it? You picked Diglett as your starter? No, I picked no. Bellsprout as my starter. Oh, Bellsprout as your starter. And you got a Charmeleon. And you just like shreked your way through like the first two zones, and yeah, I was I was like half an hour ahead. Yeah, and like the first ended Pokemon, at least half an hour behind. <laughs> yeah, like the first Pokemon I encountered in the wild was a Ninetales, so it's like I am never doing anything ever. Yeah. I'm so boned. And you eventually you picked up a Diglett and just were like, I'm gonna ride this thing to victory, and you uh, rode that thing to victory. I, it was a uh, Doug Trio. I oh, Doug Trio. You, I, it wasn't a Diglett. Okay. No, yeah, I managed to ca I managed to like catch a Doug Trio with like my one Ultra Ball, because like it could actually deal damage, unlike the Bell Sprout, and then I was able to like take advantage of like the brokenness of Dig, and Earthquake. Until you could get Fissure. <laughs> yeah, until I got a one hit KO move, and then I got to abuse the in game mechanics because. Which I yeah, that's something that like I don't know how to abuse a lot of the mechanics and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of weird like things that like once you learn them, they like you're like, oh sure, you know this is really easy to like you yeah. know this is this is the mechanics I was abusing are the same mechanics that are used to speed run the game. Yeah, which is which, convenient. <laughs> yeah, which is x accuracy is broken, where. <laughs> Um, 
if you use an X accuracy, none of your moves can ever miss. That's just kind of weird. Yeah, every move is 100% accurate, including the one hit KO moves, which are normally only 30% accurate. Also, this gets around the Gen 1 Miss Clause, which is just coded into the game. So what's that? Uh, I believe it's a bug, but it, there's nothing anyone can deal, do about it. One out of every 254 moves... Like, there is a one out of 254 chance that any move, even a 100% accuracy move, can miss in the game. <laughs> Like, the 254 is actually based off, like, an actual coding thing. Yeah, so the reason it's 254 is because um, the Game Boy is 8-bit, and with 8 bits, the, the highest number you can have is 254, because there's 255 options, so 0, zero through 254. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad someone knows why. It's, all I knew was it was a coding-related thing, so... I know that. It's, like, um, uh, it's the same reason that, like, part of the catch mechanics... Um, I, I just watched a video on this yesterday, actually. In uh, red, in red, blue, yellow, the catch mechanics, um, there is no benefit to reducing the health of a Pokemon beyond 30%. Like, as in reduce it below 30% or so like, reduce so it like, more than 30%? At, so like 30% or less health for a Pokemon uh, is the same exact catch chance as... Like, 1% health is the same exact catch chance as 30% health. Really? Yep. And it has to do with how like the game rounds stuff because of because of the eight how it handles like eight it most of the math is like eight bit and they didn't want to do uh two two memory addresses for a part of it or something like that, it seems like. Uh, that's kinda cool. Also um if you have a Mewtwo so I realize uh, I, I learned this thing. If you have a if you're trying to catch a Mewtwo with an ultra ball um having it at full health and asleep um is only a three percent less chance of catching it than having it asleep in less than 30 at 30 percent or less health <laughs> so you're literally actually better off like to just put it to sleep and start throwing balls at it until you catch it oh my god i know right this game is wonky. <laughs> like, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said this before to you, but I'm like, it is literally held together by, like, chewing gum and duct tape. Like, the fact that that game is so, like, the game is coded in such a crazy way that it is used to break other games. <laughs> Which like, is Like, hilarious. there is literally credits warps in other games that you can do by using Pokemon. Yeah. And swapping your game cartridge really quick. Which, like, right? Like, <laughs> like, dear, dear Nintendo, this shit, yo. I mean, it was, it's a pretty impressive, like, game for, like, it, like, the era. Like, just how it was built and stuff like that. But, like, man, it was pretty janky. I suppose if it wasn't janky, we wouldn't be able to do sweet things like, you know... Uh, all like the weird like 151 catch them all stuff in uh, like oh, yeah. the, those kind of races and stuff I, like that. You would never be able to do a, a catch them all race because that exploits that stuff just insane. Well, like, it it just breaks the goddamn screen. Like it's actually it was super boring to watch, but also fascinating watching shenanigans like do that whole thing because it was like yeah. almost three hours and. Half of it was just like, it looks like the screen. Is uh, yeah, the screen's all glitched out. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "This is all very, very specific." And I, if I do the wrong thing, I soft lock the game and erase the game data. So, so yeah, it's like, all right, this is nifty. I guess like, this is this is the reality. Yeah. The Pokemon games are super, super fascinating because like you literally can do some things to break it in a way that you can just like start mapping memory. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're doing there is they're just going into the lot, the memory of the game and altering it <laughs> because Game Boy Yo. There's actually um uh, a trick you can do in uh, uh Super Mario Land two, uh six gold coins if you've ever played that game. No. Okay. Um. But so there's a way you can get out of bounds in one of the levels, 
and you like drop past the edge of the stage and you end up in this area that's just like a garbled mess of different types of blocks and that those blocks are literally the memory addresses in the game like I'm not joking. Like like it's literally the the RAM of the like or the, like the memory of the game that's as it's running. So you can go into that area and like work your way through it in a very specific spot and destroy certain blocks to rewrite the memory and it will warp you to the credits. Huh. Like how hardcore is that? <laughs> why would they why would they make the game like that? Like I don't know, man. Like once you start I mean they they probably didn't intentionally make the game like that like it's probably just happened and the game is translating those memory addresses as it reads it into those spaces is more likely what's going on but that's actually fascinating uh dude i've i've started watching like uh youtube videos on like retro game mechanics and stuff like that and the fact that any of that shit works is just astounding like it's i don't know there's some crazy stuff that that happens with it like you mad props to the people who programmed old games because you had to be really creative a lot of the time to make <laughs> stuff work like uh and i'm 100 percent serious like you to get some of that stuff to work you had to really think outside the box hmm. but uh, i don't know like i don't know it's cool i'm just glad i don't know I, I, I talked about for our Pokemon run, like learning the credits warp for that one and then just being like lol for our run, but it's too I, random and I don't want to try it. And I would have been slightly miffed at the whole, you know, yeah, <laughs> planning yeah. this all out. And then you're just like, well done. Well like, done. Four minutes. Why, why are we even streaming this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had a good time with our race, though. Like, it was, as I said, it was really interesting to learn about that game as much as i needed to like you know to, to like make it through the game and stuff and like you telling me how to do it basically as we're playing it um, yeah but like i don't know I, I learned a lot about the game and just like strategies and things like that it was really cool and i enjoyed it but I i'm looking was, i'm looking forward to our next one a lot i thought it was kind of funny that like some things i would just like straight up tell you exactly how to do it and the other things that'd be like super secretive about like what's going on. Like I won't, I wouldn't tell you like what I encountered places just like make it so you'd have to do it too. If you actually wanted to know, yeah. cause I kept yeah. like going out of my way for shit because I was hunting for very specific items. Yeah. And I didn't realize I needed to do that. Well, I don't know if you needed to. I probably did. We, did. did we ever check? Could Charizard learn Fisher? Uh, I believe he could. All right. Because, like, the only reason that I was hunting down what I was hunting down is because I knew I had a Dugtrio, I knew I was going to find Fisher eventually, and that was how I planned on beating the Elite Four. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that, like, I don't think I could have done it without Fisher or grinding. Like, or uh, not without Fisher or grinding, like, with, without Ethers or grinding. Because, like... He, I was really low by the time I finished like three battles. Yeah, I had to just just grind my way through a few. That's pro that that's probably true. Like there was um, because like I think Charizard can literally you could have just brute forced your way through. Because mm -hmm. I think he has a relatively okay move pool and he can get good coverage. But the big issue is like a he lot of good, his moves. Yeah. A lot of his moves are like ten power points. Oh yeah. And, you know, even if you're one-shotting everything, suddenly you're out of moves by the time you get to Lance. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem. It's like, I I hit Lance and I was, like, out of moves to use, basically. And, yeah, that sucked a lot. <laughs> yeah, I also think you might have semi-hamstrung yourself early on because you were leveling multiple different Pokemon. Yeah, I, probably. I'm not 100% sure on that because, like, your Victory Bell was useful. Dude, my Victory Bell was the fucking MVP of that game. Uh, like the fact that Victor Victory Bell was the th was able to counter the things that could counter your Charizard was like yeah. a big deal. It was, which, which is why me randomly like, which is the fact that Moltres was an Ivysaur was just perfect for me. Yeah, you can go to right to hell. Ivysaur was able to counter the things that countered my Doug Trio. So I'm just like, well, this is useful. That was a luck sack for you, honestly. On. Honestly, any relatively 
okay Pokemon would have been fine for me there because that's all I wanted, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, just let this be literally anything other than like a Weedle or an Electrode. And like, because I just wanted like a backup Pokemon yeah. to, because there's some things that don't die to Fisher. Yeah. You know, like anything with flying. <laughs> Which sucks, but you know. So I'm like, I need, I need a way, I need like a backup plan, and it wound up being useful. But I'm guessing that's why the horn drill plan is a little better, right? Yeah, horn drill will kill everything. Um, guillotine is also an option, but the problem is the only Pokemon that can learn guillotine are ridiculously slow. Yeah, and you can't have that. Yeah, well, you need then you need to start abusing X speed. Yeah, which uh, then you're when, taking two turns off. Um, you no know, more than that because oh. X speed isn't broken like X accuracy. X speed only increases your speed by a step oh, okay which the math on that is a lot more wonky and i don't know it like you know like the people who are good at this game have that shit memorized like if you ever watch shenanigans do like a race yeah he knows exactly how many x everything he needs to get to where he needs to be yeah but like you know I, I know that, like, running a Blastoise, I need to use, like, 3x speed to actually hit with Fisher uh, against the champion's Alexam and shit. Yeah. Alexam is just a legit a broken Pokemon in Gen 1. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. From a casual playthrough, I can at least say that. It's because he... The stupid... He's weak to nothing... He's yep. stupid fast and has stupid high special. Yeah. So, like, you can beat him down physically, but then you need a physical Pokemon that can actually hit hard enough mm -hmm. and not get one-shot by uh, Psychic. Yeah, good luck with that. hits like a goddamn truck. Like, yes, that thing will boss over anything. Like, uh... <laughs> Just wanted to rant about that real quick. I mean, fair enough. But like, I don't even remember what the hell I was saying. Terrible, but... Yeah. Like, the fact that we didn't get walled by... Like, the fact Lance didn't have, like, an Alakazam or something is super useful. Although it wouldn't have mattered because Dugtrio is faster than Alakazam. I suppose, yeah. What were the... Indeed. Like, there was legit three Pokemon I was terrified of running into. It was... Mewtwo? Ah. I have, I have to look this up now. It was Mewtwo. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. And one Pokemon buys stats. I Google this thing way too way too often. <laughs> like I I was constantly looking this up so I could remember all this shit. The stat levels and stuff. Yeah. Because like it was so important for me. Because like you know. My, I was all in on trying to win because, like, if I didn't one shot my opponent's Pokemon with Doug Trio, he was dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a glass cannon. Doug Trio has one thing going for him. He actually has a pretty high attack, and he's really freaking fast. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. There was four Pokemon that are faster than me. Okay. Mewtwo, Aerodactyl, Jolteon, and Electrode. Electrode is actually potentially terrifying because it can just use explosion. Yeah, and just like kill you, and then it's <laughs> like, well, sweet. And then I die. <laughs> yeah, Dugtrio Doug has speed. Like his attack is not that high, but I every single um, vitamin we found all went into Dugtrio. Like literally all of them. Yeah, all the ones that you could find for the. So he wound up having like attack slightly lower than his speed by the time I was in the Elite Four. So I was able to just hit like a truck with a stab Earthquake, which is also super relevant. Dude, Earthquake is good. Yeah. that's a, Do you... You know what? Same type, same type attack bonuses, right? Yeah. Stab okay. bonuses. Yeah. Just making sure. Yep. I actually do know about that. And just remember, people are listening, so... For those who don't know, same type same type attack bonus is exactly what it sounds like. You get a bonus if you as use long a as an attack that is your type. <laughs> yeah, which is the actual type of the Pokemon, and it's actually a fifty percent power bonus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you so the attack deals one hundred fifty percent damage. Yes, which when you're using Earthquake, which is already a hundred power attack, yeah, suddenly you're hitting for one hundred and fifty. 
and then your actual attack gets factored into it. Yeah, it good. <laughs> Very powerful. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, I, yeah, that's actually one thing I'm aware of. So yeah, I'm not aware of much. <laughs> that's fine. But I don't know. I, I think actually the stuff I know more of is older gen stuff, uh, or newer gen stuff. Sorry, not older gen stuff. Get that. Say after, that correctly. After they fix all the stupidity. Yeah, after they fixed all the dumb shit, like, because I've played more of like X and Y or X, that generation mostly. Yeah, I stopped playing after Crystal came out actually. So I, yeah, I, I have. Played, I mean, I, I played Gen One and Two, stopped for a long time, then started playing Gen Five. Yeah, I I played a lot of Crystal, but. I'm not. I will say that I know very, very little about the mechanics of Gen Two, as where I know a lot about the mechanics of Gen One. Yeah, because I don't know what it is, but like just watching Gen One speedruns, like I got so nostalgic for it that like I started just going off the deep end, and I watched a lot of Gen One contents. Yeah, like I've rewatched the GDQ stuff for that multiple times mm -hmm. and like i've looked up stuff on it and like i've i'm like weirdly nostalgic about things to where like i don't like the i don't like the actual world record pace for gen one because it uses red version because yep, you, you like red. blue yeah i like blue right i'm like i was gonna win with the blastoise because reasons <laughs> even though nidoran is like it used to be argued that if things went well, blue could actually be faster than red. But then mm -hmm. they're like, no, red's just always faster because we figured out this problem. Yeah. Like, I'll admit, like, I think it's cool, but I was just out as soon as, like, the uh, step manipulations are a thing. Yeah, that's my thing, right? Like, I don't want to deal with step manipulation to ensure that I catch a Nidoran male. Like, I yeah. just don't care that much. Yeah, like, that's, like, I've looked at some runs of before and i'm like oh this run would be sweet and then i'm like oh wait it uses a step counter i'm out peace like yeah. i just don't want to do step counters yeah like i everything about i would i wouldn't mind running red because like oh sure nidoran looks sweet it like the moves you use are awesome and then it's like okay you need to save and quit at this exact point and restart and do this and this and this and if you do yeah. it exactly right you'll catch a nidoran if you do it wrong, you have to restart the the race or the, the speed yeah. run. It's like I'm just yeah. gonna pick this Squirtle and hope it has gone do this. Yeah, because Squirtle is best. Squirtle is apparently life. I'm the only person in the world who like thinks Bulbasaur is just the man. Uh, I thought Ivysaur was the man. Yeah, you did that one time, but <laughs> like every time the Gen One starter comes up, it's like everyone's like Squirtle, Charmander, Squirtle, Charmander, and I'm like Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is far superior to Charmander. Yes, it's far superior to all. I don't know, man. Have you seen Blastoid? He literally has cannons for shoulders. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't mega... see I don't see that as a selling point. <laughs> his mega evolution melds those two cannons into one giant cannon. And then he grows two more cannons on his wrists. You know you know what uh Mega Venusaur's evolution looks like, gets? He gets a couple extra vines hanging off his little plant thing. I, yeah, okay. I won't shit on your nostalgia <laughs> if you don't shit on my nostalgia. <laughs> I think we can both shit on each other's nostalgia. Oh, okay. All right. That's, if that's we are, what we're going to do. We shit on each other's everything else. Why not, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know. But I have I to know. say, I have to what? Oh, get, you go. I was just going to say, I have to say, I am definitely looking forward to doing another run of this, though. Yeah. Like, like I, things need to calm down around yeah. the world for everyone but i think we have to do another gen one race yeah like we just have to obviously a new rom and all that shit yeah i mean we regenerate the rom and everything but 
A uh, few alterations. I think yeah, well, we were we were talking about that at the beginning, and then we got off on a giant tangent here. Well, so we what have were to, we talking about changing? We have to actually, you know, tell people things. Yeah. Um, things that I think that we definitely should do is change the on the very first page. Uh, Pokemon evolutions. Okay. I think we want to change impossible evolutions, which means that Pokemon that can normally only trade through like trading and yep. shit. That's set. Yeah, that's set. Yep. And make evolutions easier. Yep, I have both of those set. Yeah, so those are the two big ones. Okay. So we may, I, I might have gone through and altered this for our next one already, so. I know we talked about yeah. it. Uh. Okay, and then there was another one, I think. Um, Nerf X accuracy? Not kidding. Um, we have the experience. I want to play the game. Fixed crit rate. Well, um, uh, type effectiveness. Something else. Lowercase Pokemon names, randomized sketch tutorial, faster texts, field items. We there wasn't. That. There was something. Oh, wasn't it catch rate? Didn't we oh, yeah, where was that? Is that under wild Pokemon? Is that set minimum catch rate? Okay. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, set minimum catch rate, and we have to decide if we want to. So, like, if you look at that, the um, uh, so you see that 255 thing there? Yeah. That's the... um. Uh, the thing I was talking about with the uh, um, whatever it is. So does that just is the maximum just means like they're guaranteed to be caught then or something or what? Ba basically, like okay. depending on the ball you use, it generates a number between zero and whatever its top is. Like I think a Pokeball is two fifty five, and I believe a uh, Ultra Ball is like one fifty. And, uh -huh. like, it does a bunch of calculations and gives you a number, and then you have to get under that number. So, 255 is the highest, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, it would, the ball would generate a number between 0 and 254. Yeah, or something like that. I don't remember what it is. I, I'd have to look at the video again and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, basically, I, it makes everything super easy to catch. Yeah, well, so that's the question is, like, do we want. That I, I don't think we want normal. No, I think we want probably. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wouldn't mind super. I wouldn't mind that either. I think that means, uh, it means we still have to work for it. Yeah. Maybe which is bombs? fine. Yeah, you have to work for it a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't want to work too hard for this crap, but yeah. But, like, having it just be, like, a free slow roll mm -hmm. of, like, yep, throw a Pokeball, catch a Mewtwo yeah. seems a little excessive. Like, I don't mind I don't mind making it a little tough when you run into something yeah. good. Like, so, like, le I mean, Legendaries at 40% seems yeah, fine. That's 40% at low health, so 40% when they're below 30% health. Yeah. Which which is legit. That's actually twice as, you know, makes it twice as easy. <laughs> yeah. But I think we set that to three, level three. I think we do. Okay. Let's save those settings. Nice. Yeah, we didn't want to change that. Obviously, yeah, we randomized the trainer's Pokemon. It's already a thing. Yeah, we've randomized a lot of things. We could custom make our starter Pokemon. We could. We're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, for anyone who's listening who actually followed our speed run, I actually don't remember what they were now. Our uh, when I went back and checked all the other legendary Pokemon. Oh yeah, you like, went back and checked all of them to see what they were. Mewtwo was like a Parasect or some shit. They were all really bad. <laughs> I think. Search Mewtwo. Uh, Mewtwo was a Kabuto. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I ran. I remember running into a wild Mewtwo in the unknown dungeon. Articuno was a Parasect. Zapdos was a Seal. <laughs> Such and... a value, much good. 
Magikarp was a Sand Slash. Strict upgrade. Which is probably... I, for, I actually completely forgot about that. It's probably actually worth buying next time. I was going to say, like, I think you just buy that always. Because it's how much? 500. Yeah. I think if you have it... Level you just, 5 Pokemons. I think you just buy it just to see what you get. <laughs> and then uh, Helix Fossil was a Cloister, which actually kind of almost fits <laughs> and old amber was a star you because uh... i i went back and checked all of like the random encountered pokemon um i think i shreked the um the um i i just rolled the um, big fat douche nozzles. What are they called again? Snorlax. Snorlax? Yeah, I just rolled the Snorlax. Don't remember what it was. It wasn't anything exciting. I think it was the same as the one we encountered previously. That would make sense, coding wise. Yeah, I think both Snorlaxes were the same. I remember so. that. Yeah. Our... So that that wasn't that big of a mm. exciting thing or anything. So, do you think it's ever worth checking out the trades? I don't know, because it's so random where you have to, A, have the Pokemon they need, and we're not going out of our way to catch a lot of Pokemon. No. And B, they have to have a Pokemon worth trading for. Like, the one trade that I checked when I was in Cinnabar getting the old Amber done mm -hmm. was a guy who wanted to trade, he wanted me to trade him a Fable for a metapod or some shit like that sounds legit <laughs> which is actually par for the course for the trades that people want in these games it seems but yes it is it's like it's so random that i don't know if it's worth the time because we don't walk past that many people looking for trades yeah like maybe it is i don't know but i don't know there's people who are way more qualified to make that determination yeah. over us, I'm sure. I guarantee you it was not worth going into uh, the abandoned power plants. For the Parasect. Zapdos was. The seal. <laughs> oh, the seal. That's what it was, yeah. Definitely wasn't worth going into Seafoam Islands for uh, the Parasect. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Although Spore is broken. That's a paralyzed move, right? Uh, it's a 100% accurate sleep move. Oh, God. Sleep did work for me, man. Sleep? Sleep is also broken in Gen 1. I'd like to point that out. Yes. Yes, it is. Taking a full turn to wake up <laughs> is unreasonable. The same with rap. The fact that you can just soft lock someone out of the game with rap yeah it's just great like you just sit there and you're like we're, we're gonna rap lock you literally a strategy we had to use yes to beat a few pokemon <laughs> uh we probably did... you, you more than me because i had a little uh, better coverage against stuff but like i only needed to use it for like misty's gym i remember yeah i remember you had to like like rap lock a um uh like a, a, a gyarados, gyarados. Yeah, <laughs> I had to wrap lock a Gyarados to get it low enough that I could I could two shot it with Doug Trio. <laughs> oh, gosh, because, because Gyarados. Because Gyarados. Why does that damn thing have flying? Why is I it love a flying it. type? <laughs> like in almost every universe, Gyarados is actually like the fact he's flying water is actually really bad for him because he's double weak oh, to yeah. electric. But goddamn, when your only Pokemon is a Doug Trio, and it's a Gyarados that gets like it had what Dragon Rage, which is just good. Yep, at, at that level. level, it's super good. And it it actually got Bubble Beam, and it also had Hydro Pump because it's a Gyarados. Uh, and it's just like I can't beat this thing ever. No, it was like, like borderline <laughs> impossible for you to beat it. I was like farming her first Pokemon for experience and shit. And like it was just bad. Like the, the whole situation was just bad. <laughs> it was not a good time to be me. No, no. 
Oh, well. <laughs> we came back in the end, though. Yes, yes, you did, unfortunately. In that Doug trio, we stuck through it together. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I this That was really fun. Like, I, you know, speedrunning is speedrunning slash the races and stuff are one of those things that I just kind of ended up in recently. Like, you know, from the GDQ stuff and everything. That's a- recently in quotations mm-hmm. it's been a while since I your sp- skyrim thing isn't it? it's been almost a year it must have been i'm yeah i've been unseated i i, I want to do i i keep thinking i'm like oh, i should run that a little bit more because that that's a fun speed run it's changed a lot though hasn't it uh like the tilt route is the the air quotes way to go but i'm not going to do the tilt route i'm just going to do the traditional route kind of like how i won't do red because i don't want to deal with step manipulation there's only a few people who are doing the tilt route anyways um and it's not like you're going for actual world record either no i'm going to beat certain like there's certain things i want to do better with and like the only changes i might make would be to uh do the marriage skips but I, i have to learn all that stuff which it's not too hard but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited that there's that you can do a marriage skip to um uh, skip the council in that. But I guess it saves like thirty seconds. <laughs> well, isn't the council a big issue though? Because if you do council wrong, you soft lock the game. Yes. So being able to skip it is actually worth it. Uh, unless the marriage skip yeah. also can soft lock the game. No, I don't think it. Uh, Skyrim, but um, <laughs> yeah, any picking up a bucket can soft lock the game in Skyrim. Like, let's be honest. That game is huge, huge shit, man. Um, <laughs> but like you, you, so there's so there used to be one marriage marriage skip you could do, and then and then they found the council skip, which the thing is is like so the set the setup for the marriage stuff takes time. So, I think with the so the first marriage skip where you get where you get to move in the cutscene, yeah, um, saves like thirty seconds, <laughs> and then like the council one saves like thirty seconds. So like because because so because of the time you spend setting it all up, uh-huh. so it's one of those things where it's like the trade off and like. Honestly, you just, you know, it's like, yeah, you can soft off the game there, but it's like, just do it right. <laughs> you know, like anything else. Yeah, but like, how far into the speed run is that, though? Uh, so, mine, my speed run's about 55. Like, I think I did like mine in like 55 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably about... 40 minutes in 45 minutes in yeah that's a that's a pretty decent chunk of change to just be like well we soft lock the game we got to restart now like if yeah. you do screw up true it is like obviously like the the whole thing about speed running is like just don't screw it up like mm-hmm. it's not that hard don't screw it up but i don't know it's like, just it's very stressful yeah like it, it soft locks the game, but like I could reload um uh I could reload my autosave probably and it'd be fine. That's I just that's have true. to redo council then. Yeah, that's 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 not a huge deal, I suppose. Yeah, it sucks, like yeah, but I, I can I could work around it. But, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. <laughs> like I the thing that makes me super sad is that I'm uh like and one of the reasons I won't do the tilt route is uh, if you do the tilt route, you don't yolo bucket anymore. So and it's one hundred percent reason why you don't do tilt route. Basically, the reason I started the Skyrim speedrun is because of yolo bucket. How much of it is because the name? You just like the name saying yolo bucket. I love it also, but the fact <laughs> that I get to fly on a bucket is just absolutely brilliant, and I love it. It makes me laugh every time I do it, and I'm super excited to do it every time. 
<laughs> I remember when I first started talking about Pokemon speedruns, you were actually thought of them as being super boring because you're not abusing, like you're not, you're not f- abusing game mechanics in a flashy way. Like yeah, Skyrim. I, I love flashy things. I'm going to totally admit, I love tricks that just look cool. So like stuff like that, like I love, like honestly, like the super glitchy runs. I love those. I love glitches and stuff. So like so like the um uh, like the any the true any percent run for Pokemon, I love it because it's stupid and you basically like reset the game at the right time to break the game and then you know, move a bunch of stuff around and it credit warps you. Like Yeah, you just teleport to the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Into the Hall of Fame. Yep. And um uh, and like the catch 'em all thing, like yeah, it's like twenty hours long it feels like. But you're also like going into like glitch town and just you're just breaking things in half and i love that i love super glitchy things like that i i find game glitches absolutely fascinating did you ever watch shenanigans glitch exhibition that he did at gdq i believe i did the one where he's like he actually made fun of the the old classic where if you could yep surf to the truck yep. and you strength on it you'd find a mewtwo yep or uh and yeah, Mew, sorry. And they actually found a way to break the code where you can surf to the truck, use strength on it, and encounter a Mew. Yeah. Like, that's just cool. Like, they broke the shit out of the code to even be able to use strength on the truck, which is not a movable object in the game. Did you ever see the task they <laughs> used Pokemon for? No. Um, so you know how there is the Twitch plays Pokemon? Yeah, they did Pokemon Place Twitch. Okay. <laughs> so they they actually using a TAS, um, did a did the like button inputs and stuff like that to break the game and rewrite the code so that it would stream Twitch chat to it. <laughs> that's that's kind of sweet. <laughs> so I was gonna I was gonna say, what good does a tool assisted speed run do? Like, there's no there's no like frame perfect shit you need to do, but eh, I guess. <laughs> The boulder swag thing is frame per- frame perfect, isn't it? Uh, yeah. There's like a three frame, the swag boulder. There's like a three frame uh window to actually do it. Funny swag boulder, goddamn. Well, you got you you complained about a lack of flash and style. That's some flash That's and some style. Flash and style, all <laughs> like, right. They found the one goddamn frame perfect thing you can do, which all it does is glitch a dust sprite. <laughs> and if you do it wrong you actually like waste a second which is funny i love yeah i love that it punishes you like if you screw it up that's the best thing to do time to do it right so it's like if you do it right you literally do like no benefit happens whatsoever but if you do it wrong you're punished from it so what do you do when you're someone who's like streaming for fun and going for world records swaggity swaggity Love it. Great. Although I think the current world record did not do Swag Boulder. Oh, okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, some some people got to take things too seriously. Is is it a valid world record then? (laughs) It's actually, like, I think most of the world records for Gen 1 Pokemon are all held by the same guy. I don't remember what his name is, but I used to have his videos, like, referenced to me on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not very exciting, unfortunately, so like I don't enjoy watching him. One of those people that just is too serious. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sure like in the speedrunning community, apparently he's just a super nice dude. Yeah. But it's like I just I don't enjoy watching him. It's not, enter- like... not entertaining. Yeah, so you know, like watching stuff like Chrisum and Shenanigans doing their Dr. You T Chops running anything. Yeah, like just <laughs> watching people who actually have a personality speedrun yeah. something. It's just like it's an entertainment thing, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> it's uh, well, might as well tie this into magic, right? Like, just watching someone play magic is boring. Yeah, watching magic with really charismatic commentators, mm-hmm. it's like, but obviously, you know, like it's the same thing with speed running. Like, yep. just watching someone do a speed run when they're just silent and all serious is boring. Mm-hmm. But you watch GDQ when you got a whole group people on that like, couch uh, yeah. just like giving the guy this speedrunner shit and stuff oh yeah like that's that's a skyrim run from last year or from no oh, no from the one this 
uh, winter, uh, the AGDQ this winter. Like that thing went totally sideways. <laughs> it was it was like I think it was like a 59 minute run or something like that. It was an absolutely atrocious run, but it was so entertaining. Like and they had to pop god mode. And they had to pop god mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, well, we can't beat this, so we're just gonna do this. So we can actually finish on time, dude. That is, <laughs> that is legit the hardest fight in in the speed run too. Like all yeah. in one is hard. That was that was great. Yeah. I enjoyed watching that. It was awesome. Like see that's it's entertaining. And then, you know, yeah. Like that's just the beauty of it. <laughs> but I I recommend this to anyone listening to who's still listening to this extremely pointless and ain't rambling. If there's a game that you just absolutely adore and love, find someone like find the speedruns of yeah, it. Go to so go to speedrun.com and just look up the game and check it out. Or even better, if you can like find like um, uh, a GDQ of the run, like a game's done quick. So like SGDQ, AGDQ, or um, uh, like ESA, uh, European Speedrunners Associ- uh, Assembly, I think is what it is. And there's a couple other like really good marathons. Like if you can find one that's commentated like that with more of an entertainment bent, like check it out. Yeah. And then try it. <laughs> like, a lot of people worry that like watching someone do a speed run ruins the game for them, but like oh, it it no. did the exact opposite for me. Like same, I I've always enjoyed like going back and playing like Pokemon Blue randomly because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Speed running it is basically like just like it's more entertaining, and it also like you know it, it lets you do stupid shit like challenge your friends to a race. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know I the uh like that's the thing like skyrim like i had like hundreds of hours on that game mm-hmm. i just stopped playing it and i saw that speedrun and i'm like oh my god this is awesome and and i started playing the game again like and i just i love it now like i love playing through that game and just appreciating how broken it is <laughs> yeah like i've learned so much about gen one shit oh yeah like like I understand, like, I have a pretty basic, but, mm-hmm. you know, more than the average person understanding of Gen 1 1v1 battles, like, between players, which is no bearing whatsoever on speedrunning it. But I still really enjoy watching. Like, I enjoy watching all this stuff. And I, like, I enjoy knowing all this information and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, just learning about the game... Yeah. It's just like it just gave me a new appreciation for this thing that's held together by hopes and prayers. Yeah, like you know, that's the cool thing. Like people, I don't know. It makes me like that's the funny thing is, is like, oh, I get to see how absolutely broken Skyrim is, and it's like honestly, it made me appreciate the game more and love it for its flaws. So here's a real question. Yeah, which is more pro broken? Pokemon franchise or the Elder Scrolls franchise? Elder Scrolls franchise, easy, hands down. Straight up? Straight up. Like, so, Pokemon Red and Blue are absolutely broken in half in just the most ridiculous ways possible. But part of that is because they're just old games. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and people had to work around a lot of limitations to code them. Like, Skyrim came out in what, like, 2014, 2015? Somewhere around there. Like, it's a newer it came game. out in the two thousands. Like, like the shit you can do to Skyrim for a modern game. Like, you just don't get modern games that have that problems. Like, Fallout Four is just broken. Also, like it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but like, so like pure Elder Scrolls franchise. Like, so we're just gonna go down the Elder Scrolls franchise and explain how these games are broken. So Elder Scrolls One Arena. Uh, there's a problem with the first quest. So that you can literally go get a quest, complete that first quest's objective, it will flag your quest as complete, go turn it in, and you have completed that quest. You literally do that through the entire game. <laughs> Speedrun done. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls 2, you can jump kick up walls. <laughs> uh, that's not the most broken thing. Um, <laughs> so you can, so like that's one of the huge things. But then also you can enter doors in a certain ways to where you fall out of bounds. And if you set up your character right with and build like levitate and 
Uh, you get like slow fall, levitate, and like a couple spells. And you basically beat the entire game out of bounds. Alright. Uh, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, Scroll of Icarian Flight. Done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that te- technically, that's that's abusing something that they put in the game as a joke. <laughs> that is, honestly, I think the speedruns I've seen, Morrowind is actually the least broken of all of them. Yeah, because you're just abusing this thing that they gave you that was funny. Yeah, although, to be fair, if you put... Um, there's something you can do where, uh, if you have weapons, uh, like, you know, weapons that give, like, a bonus, like a stat bonus, if you switch between them really quick, like, you bind switch weapon to your mouse wheel, uh, the bonus is permanent. Mm. So it just stacks the bonus infinitely high. Um, so there's that. Um, (laughs) uh, Oblivion, you literally clip through a wall and win the game by quick saving and quick loading. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then Skyrim, we just talked about for a bunch. And that one's actually probably one of the like least broken ones. You just get to do super flashy tricks. Like, the yeah, actual any percent is like half an hour, so... You you build your own scroll of, of Icarus Flight with a horse. With a horse and quick saves and quick loads. Um, <laughs> I love how, like, you know, the, you know the load warping trick. Mm, yes. Okay, that was discovered in Oblivion, <laughs> and it just still works in Skyrim. Uh, and Fallout Four. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, they discovered it in there, and they're like, "I wonder if this works in other games." The setup is different for all the games. It doesn't work the same way in any of them, but the principle is exactly the same. That's great so they're just yep. like they're basically just reusing the same code uh, I, yeah i mean they do that in all their games but like the fact that it works in all of them is just fascinating like so for those who don't know like in skyrim this is the way it works but like so when you enter a load zone if you hit escape at the right time it's not like frame perfect but it's like a really small frame window um you can uh have the menu come up as the game is trying to transition you to the new area so if you go, you can't see the menu, so you'll blindly go quit back to the main menu, and if you load another save, it will take that save and pass it through that, lo- that uh, load screen to the new area. So like what you do is you create a, a, a like hard save right outside Helgen in the cave, and you walk into the cave. Um, so what you can do is it's like you'll load that save up where you're like, um, you'll load that save up like when you're outside the cave, walk into the cave, do the load work trick and load up a savior you're at like um like Esburn down in the ratways and it will actually warp that character and Esburn into the Helgen cave. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's so great. You use it only two times in the run, but it's just brilliant each time. <laughs> I actually have a Bethesda quite related question. Sure. In um in the Fallout games, do you actually use vats in a speed run? I don't recall. Since it requires, you know, since it oh, actively yes. slows down the game. No, you actually do use vats in the game. Um, there's a glitch <laughs> where... Of course. Um, I don't know exactly how it works, but what you can do is... Um, it's like a cover like a cover warp thing. So if you, like, go into cover in a certain way... Um, like, I know there's this one spot where you, like, drop a mine at the beginning of the level... And, like, go into vats or, like, go into cover in a certain way. And it actually stores your location. So what you do is you, like, go through this huge dungeon and stuff below that. And when you get to the end of it, you, like, use vats or something like that. It warps you back up to the mine. Useful. (laughs) Do you use it in its intended way ever? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly don't recall. But, Uh... yeah. Just a random thing that I was curious about. So, dear Bethesda, we love you. <laughs> you make fantastic, utterly broken games. Uh, it's it's just so beautiful, like how ridiculous those games can be. Like, I just love it. I don't know. Like, and that's see, that's what we were saying earlier, though. Like, I think that's the beauty of it. It just makes you appreciate, 
um speed run like just appreciate the games you love that much more like i don't look at a game and be like oh look this game is all broken because of this like oh that's stupid and lame and i don't like it like it's charming in a, in a weird way i don't know i there's a lot of games that i've watched speedruns for and i actually like the game more after it mm-hmm. like i think that's like, a common thing and like you said you just get a new appreciation for shit yeah, so. so i don't know that's that's i that maybe that's the like takeaway from this whole thing is like if you have like an old game or even a new game there's a lot of speedruns for new games like go check out the speedruns like to to clear some common misconceptions like you'll watch it and you'll be like oh man like that's like a lot of those tricks are just hard or like or like impossible there's no way i could do it and some of them may be difficult and take practice but like you can learn that stuff like mm -hmm. You know, the tricks for Skyrim that I learned, like, I like Skyrim because it's a game that's forgiving. Like, you don't, if you miss a trick, you, it doesn't, like, you know, end your run. Um, but, like, it took effort to learn a lot of those tricks. Like, I had to go through and learn a bunch of them and, you know, practice and everything. Like, I'm still not that great at parkour. I have to learn that better. Um, How many pages of notes do you have again? Oh, man, I don't know. It's a stack. <laughs> I really detailed notes intentionally, like, because I just yeah. don't remember things. Um yeah, I mean, like you were also you were like taking notes and like MS painting a map in Pokemon, even, and that's just a casual thing we were doing. Oh, yeah. So I just I operate better that way, and that's that's just yeah. how I do it. So like, and the, I mean that's so that's another thing like about speedruns too. Like, your goal doesn't have to be to get a world record. Like, no. and I think that's the incorrect goal a lot of times, in my opinion. Like. My goal when I did my Skyrim run is like one, I just want to finish a run was my first one. My next goal is like, I want to do it in under an hour. Mm. And it only took me a few runs to get that. And then like my new goal, which I haven't, I haven't been working towards it, but I'm sure if I put the effort into it, I could get there is to do it um, in under the time that uh, Dr. T chops did it at one of the AGDQs. Um, it's like 45 something. I think he did it in. And I, I just think that's a good, I think that's a good goal for me to set. Mm -hmm. So like, basically it's like under 45 minutes then. And like, I can shave that time off. Like it just takes practice. Like, you know, you're not, I think people think it's like, oh, you have to be trying to climb the leaderboards and everything like that. Like you really don't, you know, you can be, you can challenge just yourself and try to do something that you, you know, just say, what's the best I can do, you know? more speedrunners are, are concerned about personal bests than they are going for the world record in a lot of times. You know, they're like, people are really excited about getting a PB and the, you know, when that's something that the, the community respects too is that is personal bests. And, you know, also you don't have to even be racing for time. It can be just learning the run so that you can do a, you know, Pokemon randomizer race with your friend, you know, yep. or like, <laughs> I would like, if I could find the right, people i would love to do a um link to the past randomizer run like i think that would be super super fun that that randomizes all the key items or something it shit, randomizes right? all the items can't it but it keeps you from soft yes, it, it has right? logic to it so like it okay. will lock you behind things um depending depending on the race type like the no glitch one will uh will use the, the appropriate logic um, I think there's a, a thing where like um, there's a speedrunner who's done some uh, AGDQs and stuff called uh, he just goes by Andy um, <laughs> and he his link to the past randomizer runs are just awesome he's super funny too um, so that helps but like he did a, a glitched race of it with somebody and that was phenomenal uh, watching that like walking through walls and crazy crap like that it's just it's just cool um he also does like he'll always go for swag stuff too which is great um he does the hovers but so because half of this stuff is all about showing up oh, it, it, it is so. like literally some of the um uh, some of the speedrun tutorials i've seen people are like they're like yeah this trick is actually fairly easy to learn and looks really cool use it to impress your friends <laughs> and i think that's a cool thing to do like Part of the reason, like, I wanted to learn Yellow Bucket was because it's like, dude, this looks sweet, and then I can be like, hey, check this out. 
I will say I have no inclination of learning the whole swag builder thing. I think I need to work on my actually getting through the game in a reasonable amount yeah. of time. So, and but see, and that's the see, that's the beautiful thing though is like you can just set your own you set your own goals. Like you know, yeah. Like for me, I'd be I'd be trying to learn Swag Boulder like crazy, like to the point like right now I'm thinking about like God, I gotta figure out how to learn Swag Boulder, like, <laughs> and you know, it's like we, you can get something different out of it. It's not the same thing to everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like we're we're only like casually into speedrunning, so it's like, you know, it's funny listening to us talk here. But I'll make a deal with you. But on on our next race, I will. You can knock one second off of your final time for every successful swag builder. We might have to. We might have to discuss terms on this. <laughs> I'm. I kind of have a. I have this like theory that you'll screw something up, and it actually costs you more time than it saves you. But <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to do it. Like, but it's just. It's literally just like a pseudo frame perfect twisting of your sprite. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh. We'll we'll talk we'll talk terms, but all right, all right. <laughs> cool. I don't know. We've probably talked long enough. We can we'll probably call it a day, man. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. See you.